What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is episode 19, which is an episode in the Real Men, Real Stories series, and it features Eric. Eric and I talk about the things that led to his divorce, how he handled it, and advice that he gives, amongst a few other things. Stick around to the end, and I hate to do that, but um, I'm going to, because I can. Um, stick around to the end. i got a few things I'm, I'm going to uh, to announce. So here we go, episode 19. Today I'm having Eric on the show. So Eric, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Um, my name is Eric. I'm in West Texas. Um, in sales, um, newly divorced. Uh, it's kind of what's brought me he uh, connected us together. Uh, I know we talked a couple, a couple of times, you know, through via Facebook and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, man, I'm just trying to, you know, do my part and, and trying to help out as much guys as as I can because I kind of went into this stuff blind too myself. Yeah, I hear you there. So, um, how how long ago did you get married? Um, we got married in two thousand and nine, on July the eleventh. So you guys were together for a little while. Um, any children? Yes, uh, two children, uh, one boy, one girl, and a stepdaughter that was involved also. Gotcha. Well, tell tell me a little bit about the story, the evolution of the relationship. Um, when did you when did you guys meet, and then, uh, um, you know, from there on out. Yeah, man. Um, well, I was actually working at a steakhouse. I was in my kind of mid twenties and, um, I actually just got out of a relationship, uh, about, you know, three, four months prior, uh, to meeting her. And so, uh, whenever I met her, I actually met her at the steakhouse that I was working at. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy thing is that she's a vegan and she went to a steakhouse to go and, uh, eat a sandwich with no meat. And that's kind of what um kind of started the whole thing you know i i had teased her about like you want me to go to the back to the cooks in the steakhouse and tell them that you want a sandwich with no meat and she said yes and she was with a friend that just so coincidentally was dating a a manager that i did not know that i did not know that they were dating but uh whatnot but that's kind of what started it off um you know just kind of like that joke that of uh you really want me to go tell the cooks this, you know? And then I saw her another time, uh, maybe a couple of weeks after that. And, um, and I, we hit it off. And uh, about three months after that, uh, we found out that we were pregnant. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, she had a daughter from a previous marriage. Uh, so everything kind of went forward and fast because of the, of the baby and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I had to, for, well, I had, I always tell myself this, but I always have to feel like I got myself like a real job, something with benefits, insurance and stuff like that. So it kind of, it kind of helped me grow up a little bit. Uh, Cause I was still kind of uh, a free spirit as you will. I didn't really have much going on other than waiting tables, partying and drinking beer and whatnot. And, yeah. and uh, this kind of like got me into another, another mode of my life that I don't regret at all uh, for sure. Uh, because it kind of helped me a little bit about myself. Uh, I come from a divorced family myself, 
And uh, it kind of forced me to be like, okay, so I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to do everything I can. I don't want my kids to grow up in a broken home and, and so forth and so forth. Right. So what the, the beginning of the relationship, would you, would you classify it as, as sort of typical honeymoon and you guys were getting along or were there things immediately that uh, were, were quote unquote red flags to you? No, uh, it was kind of crazy. Uh, we hit on cylinders on everything, uh, where we wanted to go, uh, what, our, what, what we wanted our future to be like, uh, how we wanted to raise our kids, our religion. Uh, she was Catholic. I was Catholic. Uh, she had never been married in a Catholic setting. Uh, so that was kind of her goal. And for me growing up, uh, marriage was a big deal. And um, I wanted to do things right and one time only. And I thought, you know, this would, you know, this would be the deal. So uh, uh, we went ahead and got married to, to the Catholic church. It seemed like she wanted to kind of grow as far as being a hairstylist. And, and me, uh, I, I got that job, insurance benefits. And um, man, uh, things just went well. We weren't making a lot of money, but it seems like we were really happy at the time, yeah. you know? So when, when, did it, um, when did it sort of start going downhill, so to speak? Um, well, I, I noticed things kind of going downhill, uh, kind of, I had a back injury and I moved into sales. I went into a sales position selling cars. I kind of evolved. My friend got me into it. Um, but yeah, in 2017 is kind of right where I noticed uh, things kind of getting either rocky from my end or her end. Uh, but um, we were um, we were doing good still. I mean, nothing, no major fights, you know, kind of disagreements and and uh, you you kind of go three days or two days without talking, you know, maybe four days, you know, if you guys get in an argument and then after the four days is over or whoever's, you know, done with being upset, you know, you come together and and you kind of somewhat talk it out. I don't think everybody completely talks about what happened, but uh, you talk about it a little bit and you kind of get a mutual ground and and um and move forward from that point on. But that was kind of like the beginning um, that I kind of felt like we needed to really work on something. Something needed to get better. Right. And what actions did you take? Once it got to a point where you really thought like, you know, we need to do something here. What, how did you handle that? Um, that was kind of the funny thing. Um, I, I didn't. Um, I, I had kind of I don't know. We were on the same page at that point. Um, the money was coming in uh, when I got into sales. And and I think that's when we were starting to grow a little differently. We were going to buy a house. And uh, man, we were probably like $20,000 away from the house that she wanted. And uh, her being a hairstylist, uh, she didn't want to... Um, she didn't want to claim her taxes and, and be on the on the house note. So um, we weren't able to get the house that she so wanted. Um, I was I was covering the majority of it. We had our down payment ready to go. It's just that she wasn't ready to make that one step uh, after I but I felt like I busted my ass trying to get to that point to where she wanted to you know get the financing done and stuff like that. And and whenever she didn't want to do her part that's whenever I felt like, okay, this is something, something's not right. Or maybe things aren't just meant to be just yet or whatever the case might be. But that's when I kind of felt like I started slacking 
and um, in our marriage that I felt like she wasn't putting in 100% because that's initially what she wanted. And I was trying to do everything I can to get her there. But she didn't want to do that 20% or whatever the case might be for us to right. get to where our her and I guess our ultimate goal was to be. Yeah. So you think at that point, maybe it was a, a loss of respect for you, perhaps? Um, I don't know. Uh, it was, I guess it was me on my side. It was a lack of respect for her. Uh, yeah. I was all like, okay, so I'm busting my ass, trying to do everything I can to kind of help get us to where you want to be at, essentially. And yet, you don't want to do this one little thing. You know, right. it's just signing your name on a piece of paper and, and you know, having to claim your taxes, you know, <laughs> type of deal. Right. And and, um, and I just felt like that to me was just a slap in the face, uh, really. Um, so it, I guess it was from my end uh, yeah. that I kind of lost respect for uh, what she was about or, you know, what we were trying to do or, or whatever. I think I was more or less kind of lost on, okay, so if you don't want to do this, then what do you want to do? So at that point, um, did you start noticing changes in her over, you know, starting from there out? Did Um, you start to see a change of behavior? It was, and once again, I I kind of, um, I did a lot of self-reflection and it it was really from my end. Um, I was making her work more because I was like, okay, so you want to get here, you want to get there, then you're going to have to show me something, you know? And um, I, I, I don't know if I don't feel like I tried hard at work because I just lost motivation. I lost momentum. I lost, uh, my head was in a different area. Uh, whenever I, I had a back injury, uh, lasted eight months. I was, I felt like I was by myself. You know, I felt like I had to figure out how am I going to get us out of this financial hole? How are we going to, and for her, it was just kind of like, you know, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not what are we going to do? What are you going to do? You know, type of deal. And, and from there, I just, I just really lost motivation uh, of the marriage at that point. Um, So, yeah. And that was in 2017. Yeah. Well, 2018, 2017, 2018, kind of going into it because uh, 2017 and in probably about April, that's whenever I had a pin sciatic nerve. And uh, it, it lasted for eight months. And uh, within that eight months, I had lost my job because I couldn't, you know, do the yeah. do the do the job that I was that I was supposed to be doing and so forth and so forth. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it was it turned into a you you type of deal. What are you going to do? And then, yeah. then I just jumped around and uh, trying to find my place again because I was lost. I was like, OK, yeah. uh what do I do now? I mean, this is all on me. You know, this is this is what she's wanted me to do. So, man, I tried to find a job that I was happy at and I could not really, I could not find it. I couldn't find my piece. I couldn't find what she wanted me to do. Uh, I couldn't do an hourly job for God's sakes because we found out that we were living way beyond our means. And so, uh, you know, a $12, or $15 job wouldn't cut it. You know what I mean? So I had to find something that was along those lines. I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't find something that I was happy at. I couldn't find something that, that uh, I, I worked well with other people. Um, right. It was, it was a difficult, it was a difficult year. That transition of losing that job, and then heading into 2019. 
Gotcha. So ultimately, who who ended up filing for divorce? I ended up filing. Um, I did find out in um, twenty of um, of July of twenty nineteen that she was having an affair. Um, she was talking in the, she was talking to a, to a high school, uh, friend, you know, it always starts off. And the crazy thing is that I've met this guy a handful of times, you know, even hung out with him, drank beer with him, uh, stuff like that. And, and, uh, he was all, he's also married Mm. and, uh, and I came across some things that, that, uh, that that were fishy to me and I brought them up to her and she denied, 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 denied. And then until, you know, lies kept creeping up, you know, uh, lies kept on creeping up, uh, stories started changing, you know, all the stuff that, you know, lies kind of bring up, you know, they always come, the truth always comes out, you know? Sure does. So uh, that's kind of, that's kind of what happened. And, uh, it was to the point to where, she wasn't happy and she's already kind of uh, resented me at that point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because of, I found out about her, uh, her affair or called her out on it. Um, but at that, at that point she was done and I needed to stand up for myself and I needed to stand up for, for uh, my kids. I need to step up for our our situation. So um, I filed for the divorce. You feel like that you were you were basically given no option, and and that was what you had to do. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I mean, I had tried to do counseling. Um, it didn't it didn't work. Uh, I guess, and, and 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 to an extent, I think that if if your last resent or your last deal is to uh, go to counseling you really got to do a checkup from the neck up first, you know, and see if that other person wants to reconcile. Cause if that other person doesn't want to reconcile or doesn't even want to work towards it, counseling is not going to work. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I, we, I have a similar story with counseling. It, it was once I think you get to that point and it's not a, a decision reached by both parties, um, then it's, it's a waste of time and money. Um, yeah. It does give you an opportunity to talk to someone um, you know, I, I think for mine, I know the last session, uh, she, she skipped out on, or no, actually, I think, I think the last session was supposed to be an individual session for both of us. She had one and then I had one and it, that allowed me at that point, um, I, I too had found out some things. And so it was good to be able to talk to someone, uh, sort of an independent third party about, you know, our situation. So, um it, it for me it was it was a good thing for the counseling but not not for the marriage right yeah uh that's i totally agree with that um just whenever a guy's got to get to a point whether he divorces or he gets divorced uh or he gets filed or she files or whatever the case might be um it talking to that third person actually helps yeah because you know you and it's and and they say it's like an unbiased type of deal. Yeah. And that's where you really got to do your research on you know what counselor you feel comfortable with yes. and whatnot. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, you yeah. So if you just kind of go into it blindly, and you're like, oh man, I'm just gonna go for the first counselor, you're doing yourself an injustice. Yeah. Um, because you don't know what that kind of you know what that person is or who that person is. I mean, give him 
an interview or give her an interview before you guys go into doing something. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to find somebody that um, was really unbiased on both sides. Yeah. Um, he called me out on my bullshit. He called her out on her bullshit. Nice. And, um, and, and uh, whenever time came down to it, uh, she didn't tell him the whole story, you know? And then whenever I, I kind of got to that point where I was like, all right, you know what? you stop going because you don't want to be here. I'll continue to go right. and I'll continue to talk to this guy. Yeah. Uh, whenever I brought it up to the counselor and I brought up some scenarios, he kind of was uh, like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, then he's like, why are you still there? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to make this shit work. You know? And he's all like, man, I mean, it's clear to say that she's like checked out, yeah. you know, that she's done. And you got to make the decision for yourself. And whenever he said that, wow, that was an eye opener. Uh, whenever you hear someone else that could see something that you can't, that that should be a big, you know, star. Or, you know, kind of like that. I don't know. Are you an? You seem like an '80s guy. You know, whenever you play Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, and you know that. And you know that unexpected shot that you hit that opponent yeah, with, yeah. and you get that little star above your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the way I felt. Yeah. I was kind of like, I got just knocked in the fucking face, and I was like, wasn't expecting that. And so, um, whenever you, whenever something like that hits you, you then you really got to make a decision for yourself. Yeah. But, and it's so crazy because now you got to make a decision for you, your son, your daughter, and all that kind of goes into separate categories because you don't want to, you don't want to call or you don't want to downgrade the wife because then you're teaching your daughter something yeah then you don't want to be the asshole because you still got to teach your son something you know what i mean yeah and that's what i kind of took it and i didn't know how to really cope with all that that was like really hard for me to kind of uh look from the because divorce for me was not an option it was for her right and uh, i had to look at had many things i had to become a a, a dr jackal and hyde yeah. you know uh, like i was i was referring to when we had our little interview right uh, i had to be a nice guy and be the ugly guy you know behind closed doors or behind you know uh on my own time i had to become that guy that i had to watch out for myself right so what what kind of things do you think that you you learned that you know that you'll take to the next relationship should there be one you know um <sighs> Golly, this is gonna sound like a like a like a fucking record, and you're gonna hear it all the fucking time. It's gonna be communication, um, and it really is. I mean, if you're not if you're not fucking feeling something, say it. Even if it's gonna hurt the other person's feelings, you cannot fix something if you don't know what's going on, and you cannot expect the other person to fix what's going on. Because you are not wanting to tell him or her or make another argument or whatever. Right. I mean, you guys have to have a freaking three-week or two-week argument about the same thing. Then you know it's time to go to counseling. But you know you at least squash it right then and there. Yeah. That was my biggest holdup. I mean, I, I felt like I was the man because she made me feel like all the pressure was on me. She made me feel like, okay, so what are you going to do? Right. But I didn't bring up those those okay so i'm gonna do this this and this to her right. you know what i mean i was just like okay well you're leaving it up to me well it's gonna be my problem right your problem is just to sit back and fucking enjoy the show i guess you know right. uh, 
type of deal. But right. I didn't I didn't bring up. I wasn't communicative enough. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be the next big thing. Like if I fucking love somebody, I'm going to tell you every single day, Hey, I love you. Yeah. Uh, if I hate you that day, I'm going to say, Hey, you know, I fucking hate you today. Like, <laughs> right. like, you know, you, like I said, you just cannot, you cannot fix something without knowing what to fix. Yeah. And if you guys are both kind of going in it blindly and, and, and like shoving it underneath the rug, if you keep on doing that, man, you're going to have this big old fucking lump underneath the rug and you're vacuuming and you're going to be like, what the fuck is underneath the rug? You <laughs> right. know? And whenever you do that, then you're going to find a whole bunch of fucking problems that you, that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. True. No, very true. And so it's going to, it's going to carry on and that shit piles up, shit piles up. Yeah. So even for your, for the guys that have, I don't know, that are going through depression, talk to somebody about it. If, if, you know, your guys are, are going to go through a divorce and you don't want to fucking throw your heart out there and fucking communicate about it, you know, and, and see if there is a chance. So uh, in terms of advice, what, what kind of advice would you throw out there for men that are either just be go- going through this process or just recently got divorced or separated? What, uh, what kind of words of wisdom can you impart to them? Um, what I can say is look out for yourself. I will tell this to any guy that's going through a divorce and you know, it's the, it, you know, it's done and, and hell, I don't care if you want it, don't want it done, but you got to start looking out for yourself. Uh, things are starting to change. You know, things are starting to, uh, guys are starting to be part of, you know, kids lives more than ever. And not only that, but guys want to be part of their kids lives more than ever. So, I mean, if you want, 50 50 if you want full custody if you want whatever man just go ask for it the worst thing they could say is no yeah that's the biggest piece of advice if you it it may sound stupid you know it might they might roll their eyes in court but you know what you might get that one person or that one judge it's like you know what fuck you're right you know okay let's do it or come to agreement on something so that's what i say man ask for it and start looking out for yourself let's talk about the relationship you have with her now are you guys uh obviously have children yeah um what kind of what does that relationship look like currently how how are you handling that oh man there really isn't one i i've kind of went into this whole deal of of betrayal and i'm kind of in the you know there's like a seven steps of of getting over something and i'm on step number five and that's kind of yeah. anger and resentment yeah. and yeah. I can't believe you and, and shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Right. The, yep. um, the fact that Dassey that she had to lie to me, um, I'm, I'm still hanging on to that. I mean, I'm eight months fresh out of it. I feel like I've, I've come a long way. Um, yeah. I've tried, I'm now to the point to where if I ask for something, I want it just to be about the kids and no more. You know what I mean? So there, there really isn't one. Uh, My daughter's old enough. She's 13 now to where I could communicate Mm -hmm. through her, not necessarily to her mom, but figure out what she's doing, when she's doing it, how she's doing it and so forth. And I, and man, I had to step up as a dad too. I mean, I took a lot of things for granted while I was married because she's the one that took care of all the soccer stuff basketball stuff football stuff all the stuff you know all i had to do is just give her the money and she kind of ran with it whenever she said hey we had to show up at this time 
okay, you know, but now I had to be more involved yeah. and getting involved into their schedule. So uh, calling the coaches, calling, you know, figuring out when practices are, all that stuff, uh, that's kind of right where I had to step up and, and um and get through this part without actually having to physically talk to her or text her or anything like that what what is her custody schedule currently um i got every tuesdays and thursdays and every other weekend thursday friday saturday and i take them to school monday uh tuesdays and thursdays is that an overnight or just uh like a uh, evening yes overnight um gotcha. i don't okay. take i don't take full um advantage of it on thursdays only because my daughter she has so much stuff going on on thursdays she chooses to stay home because she's so tired and i and that's kind of the deal uh yeah. uh i've had to let go of like being the the dad that's all like oh i want to see my kids every day you know you're gonna have to look you have to step back and be like okay you know she's 13 she's got a life and you, you gotta let them kind of do their own thing too and it sucks because you're like, oh, they don't want to see me today. But you can't look at it like that. It's just got to be one of those things that that just happens. Speaking of that, how is the relationship with your children since everything? And, and how have you seen it affect them? Um, you know, my kids, man, I've been blessed with good kids. Um, they are, they're loving kids. Um, they are going to just go with the flow. And so right now is kind of a freaking crazy situation. Uh, so the the guy that that she cheated on me with, he does well financially. Uh, he's, he's pretty well, uh, I wouldn't say he's well off, but I mean, he does. Okay. Uh, so he's still married. Um, his wife threw him out. And so now he's living in my house. Oh, ouch. Yeah. After a year later of this, of this whole separation. So it's already been a year and, uh, four months kind of divorced, whatnot, but, uh, yeah, so my kids have just been, uh, they've been taking it well. Uh, they're just like, what can I do about it? You know, mom right. moved this guy in or he wants, you know, whatever the case might be. But um, I I try to keep an open line of communication with the kids. Uh, don't let okay. her, don't let my wife's decisions uh, outcome the decisions I make with my kids. So I can't get mad at them for certain things that she does. And that's been like really, really tough as of me to be like, this mother trucker is living in my house now, you know, and they're they're saying, Hey, don't tell dad, you know, don't tell dad this, don't tell your dad what's going on here in this house. You know, I had to find out through a third party, which was crazy. And then I brought it up to my daughter and my, whenever I brought it up to my daughter, I was like, Hey, is this, this going on? And uh, she broke down and cried. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, they told me not to tell you. I'm like, is this what we're doing now? Is this what we're doing? I don't know. Is that even, I mean, is that even legal? Like in terms of the custody agreement, wouldn't she have to disclose anyone that lives with them? Uh, I don't know. And, And that's kind of one of the things that I that I'm not very good at is paperwork and looking yeah. at shit like that. I'm really not. Um, but at this point, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, you're going to go back to legal battle again. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to go back into the courts and, and, and what are they, what are they going to say? You know, right. Oh, it's her house or it's y'all's house. Right. Uh, uh, you know, she could do whatever she wants now because you guys are fully divorced, you know? Right. 
And yeah. so it's kind of a tricky situation. I don't know how to handle this. And this is kind of a new thing to me. Sure. Uh, I don't know. So whoever's listening to this, if you got some freaking advice to give me on this, <laughs> please throw something out there. I, I really don't know how to handle this. I'm not sure. I know. I mean, there are certain things I know because the guy that she ultimately, I don't, I don't want to say she didn't leave me for him, but I will say the guy that was the catalyst for her leaving did have a, a, a record um you know you know when it first happens at least for me i i who is this guy and all this and that you know you're you're trying to i mean i knew who he was but i, I met him but i didn't know him that well but um once i found and for me it was the phone records i was like oh who's who's this is a lot of texting going on who's this um, yeah from there from there you know and then i found out you know you look in to see well who's who's whose number is that and you you dig and you find out and you find out this guy yeah, and then you yeah become like a fucking uh, d- detective. Yeah, find out who this dude is, and then you know oh he's got a, a record and and like well that seems like he shouldn't be around my children, which he never was to my knowledge. But um, I remember specifically asking about it, and and there at least in Pennsylvania there was a list of certain things that if he had a criminal record, like even a DUI, um, that would be a factor in keeping him away from the children. But but his charge didn't, although it was pretty serious, um, uh, involuntary manslaughter, believe it or not. He, he killed somebody while he was hunting. Um, that wasn't enough to keep him away. But again, I don't, I don't think he was ever around the kids, but, um, yeah. but there were things that would keep, uh, not allow her to have a person around, around the children. But I don't, I don't know if it's the same in, in Texas or not. And your point, you know, is it worth the headache and the hassle it sounds like you're not hearing anything negative about him like he's not beating them he's not you know he's not treating them poorly so you know is it worth the battle and the fight I, probably not but but i don't know the funny thing is that um and this is gonna i don't know how long you want this podcast to be but it kind of takes a crazy turn into uh, uh whenever i was finding out this information i contacted his wife oh wow and uh, whenever I contacted his wife, his wife at the time did not want to believe it or she didn't, she didn't, uh, the way I did it was kind of a tactical thing. Uh, so whenever I found out she was cheating, uh, I found a calendar and in this calendar, her planner of her appointments for her, her haircuts and so forth and so forth had these little J's and shit like that, uh, initials, little hearts on it, kind of like a puppy love type of deal. And I brought it up to her. She says it wasn't blah, blah, blah. Um, then fast forward a couple of weeks later, I find handwritten notes that this guy had written to her telling her how much I, how much he loved her and how much he can't wait to spend time with her and my kids or the oh. kids, meaning his kids. And so that right there, like, blew me out of the water. I was done. I was so upset. I mean, I got those letters. I brought them up to her, you know, so kind of like this. So whenever you want to play detective, and yeah. you start wanting to, you're gonna find a lot of shit, and it's like what, like whenever you do find that shit, it's gonna be, it's gonna fuck with you. Yeah. So you gotta watch out. You gotta be mentally prepared to figure out, you know, what the fuck you want to do. Do you want to save this marriage or do you not want to? Right. And because it's just get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier every time you go looking for shit, you're gonna find shit. Yeah. yeah. That's the advice. But anyways. <laughs> Sorry, I got off the track there. No, no, no worries. But uh, so I found, I, I found this letter. I brought it up to her. She says it was a guy living out of town, blah, blah, blah. 
whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I was like, okay. Uh, so she goes, it's nothing. It's nothing. I was like, well, this guy says he loves you. And whenever a guy says that he loves you, I'm sorry to say, but you guys have either done more yeah. or said, or you really love this yeah. guy because no guy says, I've never told a girl I love her without her telling yeah. me back and keep on talking to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a pretty significant thing to say to someone. Yeah. And so, uh, whenever I brought these things up, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, she says, no, it was nothing anyways. So what I went ahead and did was I actually took a picture of the letter and I got the last, it was pretty a vague sentence, but it had a lot of his handwriting in it. And so I sent that, I cut the picture out. I edited it out uh, to where it just has, it's pretty vague. It doesn't give much. And I right. sent it to his wife because I didn't know if it was him or not. Right. But I had an idea of who it was. And she says, oh, no, it's not him. I can't believe this is happening to me, blah, blah, blah. And right. I told her, hey, look, I don't know whether it's him or not, but I just need you to verify. Is this handwriting? And she says, no, it's not. Whatever. Okay. So after all this is done, um, the divorce is already said and done, whatever the case might be. She finds some more information on his end about credit cards and about how my ex-wife and him are going out of town and, and going to these expensive hotels and blah, blah, blah. Well, then she calls me out of like after, after the divorce and man, we end up getting together. I hand over all my evidence that I have. She gives me all of his evidence that she has and, and, it becomes like a crazy situation. It feels like I went to the divorce twice, like yeah. hurt two times because I was like, I knew it was this guy. I knew that motherfucker. I knew it. I met him, you know, blah, 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 you know? And I was like, I, and it, it just kind of, again, and then again, it came up a, a peace of mind that I was right the whole time. Yeah. I wasn't fucking crazy. You know, yep. I wasn't fucking crazy to believe that this guy that I met a handful of times was the guy. Yeah, and so me and me and the ex-wife got together. We went out for dinner. Uh, that's where I handed over all the files and all the stuff that I had from my divorce, um, and and so forth. But uh, um, it, we became friends. Uh, her her cool. his ex-wife and me. I mean, we're 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 we talk on a regular basis because I'm like, that's yeah. how I found out that he was living. In, in my house was through her gotcha interesting. So, yeah so it became a pretty interesting dynamic she wants to kind of keep things hushed because she's still married to him you know ah gotcha and so i can't be like on facebook and start blasting this guy like i really want to because of sure of, of her legalities you know what i mean so so do you regret doing any of that digging and finding and and sort of talking with the other the other guy's wife no. Did you feel like that was worth it? Yes. Uh, that 100%. Dude. I mean, yeah. if you got, you know how they always say trust your gut? Yeah. Uh, like if you think that there's something's wrong, there, there is something wrong. You already know the feeling that there is somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah, trust your gut. Uh, I don't regret anything of it because I found more shit. And, but that's what I'm saying. You really got to be mentally prepared to figure out, okay. I, if she actually is cheating, what am I going to do? Then you yeah. guys sit down and have a sit down talk with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're that person that, that acts on rage, 
you could fucking hurt somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, me, myself, I'm a cool, calm, collective. I feel like I love everybody, but whenever you find that it's happening to you, yeah. shit gets your, it fucks with your head. Uh, you turn into a different person that you never thought you would be. And it's for that one moment that could fucking change your whole life. So, yeah, uh, you really got to come to terms on, okay, if she is cheating, and if I find out more shit, what am I going to do? How do you feel like you handled the anger of it, um, that the the betrayal? Like, how do, how do you feel you you dealt with that, or are dealing with? It? Yeah, um, I felt I unfortunately, fortunately, fortunately, I actually had a cousin that kind of went through the same similar situation, and um, we talked. So every every idea that I thought that I had, good or bad, I would talk to it, talk to him first. He was kind of like my confidant at that time. Uh, and, and he would, we would talk about it and we would kind of be like, okay, is this a good move? Is this a bad move? Whatever the case might be. Um, and, and, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, that third person counselor, whatever is going to be helpful to you. Uh, so be open about it. Be, uh, you're not the only one that this is going to happen to. Uh, I found that out, uh, Going through this uh, divorced dads or whatever Facebook group page, I can't remember that was because I haven't been on it in a while. But all the stories sound exactly the fucking same. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, every, yeah, every everything is the same. So if you start looking at you know patterns of what these guys are going through, and if it fucking matches right. your shit, most likely it's it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So. How about any final words of wisdom or advice or, or recommendations for guys that are, are going through this? Uh, yeah, man. My my advice to you uh, would just really be mind control. Um, yeah. You're going to have to be mentally tough. Yeah. No one's and, – and I'm going to say this in, a, in an asshole kind of way, but I feel like people need to hear it. Uh, no one fucking cares. At the end of the day, uh, you have your parents there, you have your friends there, whatever. Their things is they got problems of themselves. Yeah. You're going to have to get through this by yourself, unfortunately. Some days you're going to talk to somebody, they're going to help you. Uh, but they're going to only help you for so long. And so you've got to really figure out a way to that find that second person in yourself to be that phoenix, to be that person that 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 you're gonna have to grow because you're gonna have to do it, not nobody else. You can sit and sulk and sit down in a fucking bedroom all fucking day for three days, whatever the not take showers, whatever the case might be. I mean, I've been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, no one fucking cares. They got their own problems. They're gonna help you as much as they can, but you gotta help yourself. So be mentally ready uh, for whatever. Uh, plan it out. Plan out. Plan out your your divorce. Plan out what you want. Plan out everything, because that at the end of the day is going to either help you mentally, is going to help you physically, is going to help you deal with the anger. Like I did, I, I felt like I went through it like a strategical route on what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, and uh, that helped me out tremendously. Uh, so be mentally strong guys um, do your due diligence make yourself happy and watch out for yourself 
So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was a long and about route of of. <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you you know, you can reach out, and I think that is healthy. And you're right, but ultimately, at, you know, at two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday in an empty house, you're probably not going to have anyone that you can reach out to and help you. Now, if you're suicidal, that's a whole other ballgame. Yes, but if exactly. you're just completely sad and depressed and you can't sleep, yeah, you got to figure out a way to 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 handle it by yourself. And right. I think, you know, you can certainly reach out and get, you know, listen to the things like this and get inspiration and get hope. But ultimately, it it, it does fall on on you. Um, no question. Right. And, and like and like you said, if you if you are on that suicidal watch or you're on you know having yeah. that deep depression, I mean, talk to somebody. Uh, yeah. But every, but unfortunately, us guys and yeah. in whatever whatever situation, I mean, we got to embrace the negativity. Uh, yeah. There's so many people that are like, oh, look at the positive. No, motherfucker, <laughs> you're you're going to the negative part right now. Right. Get to the negative part, and then that's going to turn into a, something positive. So live in the moment. If you're fucking in a in a one bedroom apartment, you got nothing in there. You're sitting on the floor. You're fucking eating ramen noodles. Get your shit. Pick yourself up and get back out there and get back to work. And 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 live in it. You're gonna have. It sucks, but you're gonna have to go through the. I'm ugly. I'm an asshole. I'm this and I'm that. But at the end of the day, you're gonna. That's where you're gonna turn into this phoenix that we're all wanting to be. You know what I mean? So live in that moment. Don't don't focus on somebody else's uh, riches. Don't focus focus on yourself. Focus on getting yourself better. Yeah, hundred percent. Eric, I want to thank you for for joining me today, man. I, I think your your story is is inspirational. I think you you've you've made it through. I think like all of us, um, there's still more to be done, but I think you've handled yourself pretty admirably. And and I hope that your story resonates with with the men out there. And uh, I just want to thank you for for sitting down with me and, and talking. Yeah, man. And like I said, if there's anybody out there that uh, I'm on the Phoenix page, uh, if you guys need any kind of inspiration or need any kind of advice, uh, feel free to instant message me. Um, if you need someone to talk to, uh, do it. Uh, instant message me or, you know, text me. Like I said, at two o'clock in the morning, I probably won't get my text, but um, or whatnot. But I mean, if there's something I could do, uh, definitely uh, throw something out there. Uh, throw throw a helping hand. Uh, I'll be willing to be that guy. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. No problem, man. I appreciate you for having me on the show. Uh, many blessings to you, and uh, I'll be I'll be giving you your shout out on on my podcast here this week. So. Oh yeah, let's uh, before we wrap, let's let's just mention that. Uh, you, you, I know you have. That's how we initially connected. You have your own podcast. Uh, yeah, let let us uh, let us know about that one real quick. So uh, I, I have a podcast called The Back of the House Podcast. It's TBOH325 is our handle. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, if you are if you got a bunch of buddies that you like to bullshit around, uh, this is the podcast for you. That's really what we do. Uh, we talk about life. We talk about COVID. We, uh, I live in a small town of 100,000 people. And we talk about our town. Uh, so... Um, if you guys think that you guys got a shitty town or shitty restaurants, whatever the case might be, uh, let, let us know. Um, I do have a segment on there called get it off your chest. And this segment is, uh, uh, 
you call in, you leave a voicemail talking about how pissed off you are about something. So, and we sit down and talk about it. So it is a pre-recorded show. Uh, we right. record on Wednesdays and it comes out on Mondays. And so whenever you give us these, uh, do these shout outs or I don't know, maybe you had something good happen to you that week. Call this number, this uh, 775-773-7256 number. And uh, man, once you do that, we'll talk about it on the show and uh, give you your shout out. Yeah, TBOH325 is our handle. We're on Instagram, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Ask Alexa. She knows our shows. Uh, so we're everywhere. I'll put it in the show notes and, um, you know, I'll post it in the room. Once I, once I release this, so I'll, I'll tag you in case guys got any questions. And uh, thanks, thanks again, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. And God bless you guys. Yep. Take care. Well, that's a wrap for episode 19. I want to thank Eric for taking the time to sit down with me. I think these stories are important because I think there, there are elements that are going to resonate with, with us, um, some more than others, and maybe it's only one part of the story, but if there's something in there that makes you feel less alone in this journey, then um, that's the point of this. That's the point of the Real Man Real Stories episodes. I want you guys to know that you're not alone. We're not alone. So, Okay, now for the big announcements. I have a tentative, tentative plan to have a listening party next weekend, either Friday or Saturday, of episode 20, which will be with the founder and CEO of the Alpha Code, Justin Dolahanty. So the plan will be to listen to the episode together, stop it at certain points to discuss certain things. And in addition, I have reached out to Justin and asked if he would be interested in doing a QA and a uh, after we're done discussing it after we're done listening and we're done discussing so i'm still working out the details but that is the plan that is my hope if you are in the facebook group page then there will be info in there about this if you are not and you are interested in participating please send me an email at rising phoenix podcast 2020 at gmail.com and i'll give you the info and how you can get the invite to the listening party. Also, the website is live. The and it at this point it is just one single page with a player on it. It it does need work. I'm actually going to redo the logo. Uh, I'm currently discussing with a few different artists on designing something new. Uh, it will be similar, obviously. Uh, it's still going to have the same theme of a, a rising phoenix. So there is many, many more changes coming to the website and to how we interact. Uh, I don't want to give out any details. We're really there's a couple of guys I really want to thank, Brandon and James, uh, who are are helping me, and Chris and and Keith, and there's just there's a bunch of people, and I'm not giving last names because I I haven't asked their permission, so they know who they are. If you're in the in the Facebook uh, group page, you probably know who they are. If you attend the Zoom meetings throughout the week, you definitely know who they are. So shout out to those gentlemen. We are working on building something out to foster communication a little bit better. Uh, and it will include the website and, and a couple of other uh, key components. So please keep your eyes out for that. Again, if you want an invite to the listening party, then just email me at risingphoenixpodcast2020 at gmail. And again, at this point, it is tentative, but that is the goal that sometime next weekend, either Friday or Saturday, we will do a listening party. And by the way, 
If you are interested and you do send an email, let me know when you'd prefer it. More than likely, I think we're going to do it Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, but that's just the initial thought. So if that doesn't work for you, let me know in an email. Uh, And if you're in the group page, you're going to get this info and you can chime in at that point. I might even open up a poll to try and figure it out. So thank you so much, guys, for all that you do. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It truly is incredibly healing for me. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nick Coyle and Lifer for allowing me to use their song, Born Again, which you're hearing now and at the intro to the podcast. Thank you to Justin Delahanty and all of my brothers at the Alpha Code. Please reach out and connect with me and other like-minded men on the Facebook group page, Rising Phoenix Podcast. This group will be used to discuss released episodes, future episodes, and to discuss any and all things that come from dealing with a divorce, separation, or breakup. I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And remember to surround yourself with people who add value to your life, who challenge you to be greater than you were yesterday, who sprinkle magic into your existence just like you do to theirs. Life is not meant to be done alone. Find your tribe. Take care.